0: Don't ever come back, there's no home game either I tolerate the expletives the mouth breather To punctuate the dumbest dude To date on the price is right I'm not home but my lights I shorten up the grid Yeah, my guess is worth a rip at 20 grand For a pack of gum to be specific rate <laughs> today <laughs> <laughs>
1: See Doc, I guess you're the next contestant How much
2: you want to bid on this decongestant Good morning and welcome to episode 265 of Taking the Charge podcast With you from Regensburg, Germany I'm David Hine of High News Thank you for stopping by So, big plans don't always uh, <laughs> come to fruition i had hope to um, I'd hope to actually either talk about Euroleague uh, or NBA? Actually, I can't remember what I actually mentioned at the end of the show last week. What I would end up being, ta- what I would end up talking about, and uh, this week just kind of um, been kind of nutty here, and um, not really able to get much much done um, in. Let's call it podcast life. I guess I don't know if you want to call it that. Whatever. Uh, just been kind of uh, crazy doing other things and uh, also putting in some strange hours uh, with watching baseball. You talk about baseball, but this is a basketball podcast and don't really need to talk about that. Um. Yeah. So don't really have in. Don't really have uh, anybody to really talk to Euroleague um, or the NBA about. I'm actually going to probably talk about the nba next week i know the the season will have started on the tuesday before next week's show uh but you know it is what it is um uh have a have a chat i will try to do it actually before the season starts and um but definitely uh, that is the plan for next week and um so (laughs) again kind of uh Kind of been a crazy week, so it's, um, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Before I go too much further, just let you know, you can get in contact with the show. You can reach me on Twitter at High News, H-E-I-N-N-E-W-S, H-E-I-N-N-E-W-S. The email address is highnews at gmx.de. Website is highnews.com. You can go to the Facebook group, put in the, in the search bar, Taking the Charge Podcast, and you can find the group there. We do ask that you knock on the door. Of course, we will let you in, but we want to be there with open arms. So, uh, go to Patreon. Become a supporter of the show. Um, that is patreon.com slash taking the charge. Thank you to the wonderful people who are doing that. It is very, very much appreciated. It's um, beyond appreciated. Um and rate and review rate and review the show. You can go to iTunes and do that. So, okay. Um, yeah, like I said, the NBA and, uh, NBA and Euroleague, Euroleague starts, um, on Thursday, tomorrow. And then the NBA actually starts on the 17th. They originally, uh, they started a little bit earlier this year. So it could have, um, Got still got it in beforehand, but uh, it's gonna be a day later. But that's next week, so gonna save it for next week. Not really prepared to talk too much about NBA, and um, gonna talk to somebody who you know just cares a lot more about it um, and follows it a lot more more religiously than I do. And uh, so that'll be next week. Um, this week gonna be a short um, gonna be a short introduction show. Um, not really talking about too much. Uh, the leagues are starting it up Euro Cup starting up uh, more and more leagues have been starting up so uh, lots and lots of basketball out there to watch and uh, but it, I, I mentioned the the, the quote interview um, that I'm going to run this week um, is actually something I mentioned before at Eurobasket this is actually the final bit of uh, a bit of um, uh, audio that I have from the Eurobasket. And uh, I had mentioned before that I took part in a roundtable discussion uh, with FIBA Secretary General Patrick Bauman. And uh, so this is actually a recording of that. This was uh, in Tel Aviv. And this was with journalists from Israel, Lithuania, Italy, Germany. Uh, There were no Georgians there, so... So of all the groups, all the countries in the, in the group, and um, so this is the, the chat with, with, with him. Um, again, I think I mentioned before, you know, they were very concentrated. The other journalists, uh, European journalists, were very concentrated on the fight between FIBA and, and EuroLeague. Uh, there are a couple of other events, uh, about other things, points of discussion in there. Uh, but, you know, be prepared for a pretty concentrated talk about uh, about that. And um, so, without further ado, this is the uh, roundtable discussion uh, with uh, FIBA Secretary General Patrick Bowman. So enjoy, and we will catch you on the other side of that.
3: Well, thank you, thank you all for, for taking some time off. And, uh, and as you said, this is a Feel free to enjoy. Feel free to enjoy. The, I'll be careful what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to enjoy the, something uh, to, to to for lunch or to drink or whatever. Just get up and finish. There is no, this is not. Uh, we're not going to go through the roads like this. And, and so, I, I, I'm just happy to be here, have a chance to to see a little bit of basketball. Uh, now here I've seen uh, a little bit in Asia, I've seen the Far East in, in Lebanon. Now I come and see a little bit here in Israel, and tomorrow in Turkey. So it's gonna be—it's it's fun to see some action on the ground and be a little bit away from the politics behind the scenes. But uh, that's probably what you're most interested in. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll take an hour a day and we'll do it, and then uh, off for, for the games. Back to the games. Off for the games. So feel free to uh, to, to to
4: shoot. I'm sure you've heard a lot of uh, the criticism from our national team coach, uh, a lot of other coaches of Radovic, Jeskevicius, David Blatt, uh, do you think now that the, the window it's a problem not just because of, of the clash between two different sides, but that the loser is going to be the sport and that a solution somehow must be found together, it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong at this point, but you have to find a solution?
3: I. I'm. I'm not uh, o- overwhelmingly concerned. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, first of all, a window seems to be something so negative now. a kind of window? Bad. So, and a window is a window. I mean, look out there. It's. It, it, it's. 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 If you if you if you open up the windows, you you see into the future and you see a bright future for basketball. Uh, and 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 I think that some elements of what we see here in the Eurobasket, with some new players coming up and are doing a great job on their country and for their countries, and some of what happened in the, in, the, in the Americas, I think it's a sign that there is there is envy for growth uh, and there is envy for and there is place for new talents. And so I think the, the, if I look out of the window, I see I see I. See See a bright future. I don't see the window as a problem. Uh, Others see, but I don't. Uh, And I think the large majority of the basketball family doesn't see, uh, doesn't share the view of a a, a few who have particular interests. And uh, I'm Messina is is a a fantastic coach, uh, no doubt. Uh, On the other hand, he's a coach, so he should concentrate on coaching. Uh, And. obviously there's going to be choices made by the leadership of the national federation on who's going to coach national teams in the future because you have to have a certain consistency certainly with the coach so maybe some of these coaches are uh, a little bit less happy or uh, because they might not have the opportunity to coach a national team that might be uh, maybe some sort of an influence but on the other hand you know if i remember what pianigiani said it was exactly the opposite of what uh, of what messina says so a debate is healthy. Uh, on the other hand, it's probably coming up now because it's tomorrow. I mean, it's it's you know we we this debate has started in 2011. We've designed 2015. So and now we're getting close. It's a matter of weeks, not anymore of years in the future. And it's not anymore just about a piece of paper. It's it's going to be there. So. That people talk is 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 certainly very natural, uh, but I think that from there to use uh, humiliation for players, I think that every player that is today in the in the, in the uh, wearing his own shirt is proud to wear his shirt, whether it 's for one time or it's for one hundred times uh, and I think that's what is that we, what we have to concentrate on and there's a lot of players that want it uh, and I think that a lot of players want to be with their national team want to represent their country. A lot of players want to be like Larry Drew, who wears his shirt and ends up with the Miami Heats uh, and wins the America's Cup uh, on Sunday and now he's with the Miami Heats two days after. So I think that's, that's what we want to see. Uh, and I think everything else, uh, uh, I think everyone should do his job. So uh, coaches do coach, and uh, Federation presidents take a of which coach goes, and they take a philosophical decision of what is good for basketball. And I think Petrucci has been very clear two weeks ago, or ten days ago, in the press, of what he thinks about the windows, and therefore, I think that if Messina is being paid by Mr. Petrucci, uh, then he should probably listen to his president. Um, excuse me.
5: Um, don't you fear that, uh, as uh, we are going to, to miss... Uh, players coming from the Euro League or the NBA, there,
3: there will be a lack of quality in the tournaments. I'm, I'm not uh, really concerned the lack of quality. I mean, the, this Israeli team doesn't seem to lack quality. I mean, you may agree or disagree, or or, or, or where, where the quality is. I mean, that's a matter of you know. Sometimes basketball has different waves in terms of higher quality or lesser quality for a EuroBasket, but I think that. Euro Basket is not bad. Listen to Popovich. Uh, it's not me talking. So, uh, and that's not necessarily a bad coach, I guess. No? Uh, and and I think that uh, if you look at this team, it's pretty much a good team uh, that is here. So there is no reason for that team not to be similarly good in November when he plays in the when he plays in the window. So. I mean, of course, we'd love to see everybody play. Uh, we, we, we would be happy to, but I guess every country would love to see everyone to play for their national team. But the reality is that over the years, not all NBA players have always called or, or responded positively to the calls from their national teams for many reasons. Uh, and, and, and so that's something that certainly is, is there and may happen today with the EuroLeague players. I don't know. The EuroLeague has said they will put no impediment uh, or formally, they have answered, they have said that there will there will be no impediment. If players are called, they can go. Uh, and of course, if you play at the same time, the same game, uh, uh, I don't know, Spain is playing. I don't know who in their group. And at the same time, you have the Classico in the Euroleague. It's not exactly very helpful uh, in stimulating uh, basketball, and uh, it will rather divide uh, spectatorship and everything. And that's. But that's a choice that uh, the Spanish constituencies have to feel comfortable with. Uh, We're pretty happy with the level of what we see on the court now at Eurobasket. There's, what, 11% of the whole players are NBA players. Um, Everything else, in theory, should be 90%, practically, should be the teams that we will see in the window. So it's actually not that bad at all.
4: Very much in theory, because probably a lot of the Euroleague players would not come.
3: Well, but as I said, some players have, some players don't. Uh, some teams have EuroLeague players; some players don't. We are exactly in a country where there is no a single EuroLeague player on the team of Israel. So, and they are working and working hard, and they're not. Uh, they have not qualified for the next round. That's uh, that happens. But this national team is there and has played and has played well. Uh, maybe not with the result that they want, but it's there. Now, if the EuroLeague wants to put the blame uh, on, on FIBA, their choice. They want to put the choice on the player, I think that's a very sad thing to do.
5: Could you, la- if, could you name a couple of Lithuanian players who would probably play
3: in qualification? I, I leave this to the National Federation, it's not up to me. I, mean, uh, I, I think once you wear this shirt and you wear the shirt with the name of your country, you're a good player and there's many of them around Europe, and not only in Europe. Uh, and they will play, and they will make sure that they get a space, and they will make sure that the next thing that happens, they will either be hired by the NBA or by some other teams. And that's what they want, and uh, that's absolutely fine. Do
5: you think that the N- uh, NBA would hire players who play for team and not for... not players who play for their clubs? Sorry? Do you think that NBA would hire...
3: Are you what they have? No, Novitski never came from a Europe. Yeah. I mean, so there is not uh, there is no, uh, there is no rule uh, on how a player has to progress through uh, international competition to end up in the NBA. That's uh, that's not a, that, that is not a necessary case now. Uh, they always captain a something. Sorry, they always Yeah, national teams are there. I mean, if Larry Drew moved, it's because he performed well in the American Cup now in Argentina, and that's. Uh, and that's the, that's the result of playing for the national team of the United States, representing its country, winning the cup, and, and, and getting the uh, added value of eventually ending up with the Miami Heat. Sorry,
5: you, Florian. Um, I mean, two points. You talk about the players. Many players want to play, but what do you say to the players that aren't able to play? I mean, you put the player into a position where they have to decide. and.
3: I, I'm, I'm not exactly, uh, I don't agree that we put the players in where we have to decide. Our calendar is known since uh, that we started in 2011, we've decided in 2015, it's known since years and the kind of the EuroLeague has come out just a few weeks ago, uh, maybe you can say a couple months ago. Uh, so, I, I'm sorry, that decision is not a FIBA decision, that's a decision made on purpose by the EuroLeague. So, uh, it's, it's, it's the EuroLeague that is putting the dilemma on the shoulder of the players uh, and not you. Uh, so that's to, to, to for on, on that particular For us, we think it's, 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 a, it's a sad and a wrong decision, especially knowing that well, we've been discussing for six years that we think that it is necessary to change, and we still believe 100% that it is a necessity for the growth of basketball worldwide. It is a necessity of what we've done, and that's why we see a bright future behind that window. Uh, and, and that that is something that has to happen. Others don't see that, and they have decided in that same space-time, and even lesser than that, to increase their games from from what they are to the current number that is well more than it was when we started to having those discussions. And, and they haven't looked in the face of everybody, have just taken that decision. And now we're pushing, if you well know, Threatening domestic leagues to break down, create private leagues if they don't reduce the number of uh, if they don't reduce the number of play of teams just because they need more game time more game time for the Euroleague. That's the reality. So I don't think the blame is on FIBA. This is simply the this is simply the the, 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 the uh, process and the roadmap that the ECA has established and the Euro has established already a long time ago just to
5: make sure i understand it well is there any scenario that you foresee that euroleague players will play in the windows individually or as a group or maybe under a threat of a disqualification just just to understand it's a completely neutral question is there a scenario they will play yes or no and if yes uh,
3: which we and the European Commission have a player that they are free to play
5: okay
3: I'm, more than that, I cannot say now what the people will act on the ground, whether they come, whether they don't come whether whether the Italian Federation has a particular agreement with uh, uh, with Armani. That's something that is uh, at the at the in the realm of the possibilities, and certainly I assume within the discussions of, uh, of for example, just because it's Italy, for example, of the discussions between Petrucci and uh, and uh, what's his name, uh, Armani. Well, Thank you. Well, I was thinking, uh, I was getting confused with the first prime minister. So, so I... Brody. Exactly. So I said that cannot be. So something. <laughs> so anyway, that discussion is going on. I mean, when, when we met with both of them, some
2: a year or something.
3: Say, we, the national team. We will never, we will never be uh, doing anything that would uh, affect negatively the national team. Now, of course, Ita- Italy has a player in Germany so what will happen there and uh, the same happens with others so it's going to be uh, 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 certainly uh, and these these interchanges between players that are from national team but playing in other leagues is going to be interesting to see what will happen
4: don't you think you should get to a point where it doesn't matter where the blame lies fiba euro league i heard you but get together and find a solution that is good for everybody for the sport i mean even petrucci said that the basketball is losing in this war.
3: The fans, the players. Right. I, I don't disagree with you and nor I disagree with, with Petrucci. I we've said we've said for all along our door is open all the time. But we cannot compromise on the fact that above everything there's the national team. Then the individual interest of having leagues shorter, smaller, more competitive, more commercial, so that's a matter for clubs and, and leagues to, to decide. But if there is no willingness to accept that the national teams, at the end of the day, have key and the most important role to play, and same like Petrucci said, cannot put the interest of one club above the interest of the whole country. And I think if that and and and, and that's the real crux of the situation. We, if if that's an acceptable point, uh, we everything is open for discussion. And uh, we were were not magicians, nor are we saints. Uh, we we. We we have a vision. We think it's the right vision for basketball. Some might suffer because of domestic or national or regional issues, like in Europe. But the rest of the world will suffer less, and 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 will grow. And that's what we want. And at the end of the day, we want to grow. So we're. We're also not here in a game of blaming X, Y, or Z, which is simply saying that the interest of a few seem to want to dominate the interest of the large majority and destroy the national team, not destroy on purpose, but simply weaken the national team. And, and that's not necessary to the benefit of the uh, also of the club, in, in our humble opinion. And that's it So for us. Can, can
5: you pinpoint two or three things that really are important in this vision? things that you think will be much better after the Windows system and the new uh, calendar system well, takes I, place?
3: I think we will see many more Makanen or, 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 or Donchich around there, not just here in Europe, but also elsewhere. Uh, I think you'll be surprised at seeing some,
5: many some More, uh, more, many more
3: in, the, in, in around the globe coming up. Uh, or Larry Drew. No, I mean, the next one and The, the next. next no, no. I mean, the next. The next. Yeah, okay. Others. Know. They might have other names, but uh, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying new, new talents. Okay. So, uh, and some will be in the shadow of those, like Dragić today. So, uh, who is a wonderful player as well. well so. Uh, but and so that I think we will, we will see we will see more countries having an interest in building up basketball and infrastructure in their country and playing in europe that 's probably less visible because everybody plays so you you won't have that direct impact in, 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 in Europe, but in the rest of the world that 's not the case and and the competition has to grow at the base between more countries than just always the same that are at the top at the world level, whether it's Olympics or, or things. You see here also that at the end of the day, if we didn't do what we've done for Finland in 2014, they wouldn't be where they are today. Uh, and you wouldn't have six, 8,000 spectators following that team and going. That's, a, that's an example to do. Even great basketball countries like yours or like Spain, they don't bring spectators around when they go. Uh, no, nobody takes a plane and goes. The Finns do. Uh, and that's what we want. That's what happens in soccer. And there is no reason that that shouldn't happen in basketball as well. Uh, and and if they don't go, well then you need to bring the national team home so that they go. It's, 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 it's pure... Uh, I think that's gonna be something important. I think we'll have new talents, new players, there's many more out there that can play and more countries that will play. Uh, I think that at the end, uh, it is our. You know, the, the Euroleague has a great competition, but we have to put it always in perspective with respect to the NBA. It's not the NBA. And it won't be for quite some years. Not that we don't wish it to be another sort of an NBA. It's simply that the reality of the market in the US is not the reality of the market in Europe. The NBA is a league that has been created right after the Second World War. It has started to play 80 games a league in the 60s. So well before we ever were thinking of discussing of everything, we were all much young, uh, much younger than we are today. And today, the average salary of a player is 6.8 million last season. So we uh, and it's one league in one country, but it's the league, certainly for basketball, the best. There is no no doubt. And and whatever it does in the US, but also elsewhere, helps us promote the game. The EuroLeague is currently, and that's where we have the difficulty at finding uh, that kind of maybe an agreement, uh, not an agreement, but some kind of understanding, a peaceful kind of way of, of living next to each other in a peaceful way, is that the EuroLeague is sitting with one foot here and with one foot there, in many national federations and in many national leagues. And on the other side, as a private entity, deciding by itself independent of whatever happens at the country base whatever it wants and that's creating a conflict in in, in that system and that needs to be resolved one way or another and you need to define uh, which which law applies to what uh, not necessarily a FIBA law but just simply is it uh, what, what has to happen and if you see it's clearly pushing in a direction if you listen to what has what is happening currently in Spain it's pushing in a direction that Let's get out of the system of the domestic league and so that we are free to take whatever decision we want. Maybe that's not a bad idea at the end of the day, but that would be, and that's a complicated thing to do. Uh, that's up to every country to, to decide whether that's reasonable, unreasonable, or, or, or not reasonable. I, I, I don't have a particular opinion whether what is better, but I think, or not. But certainly if, if the EuroLeague wants to become a closed commercial, entity you cannot be sitting in two structures at the same time uh, that just simply doesn't work and as we see it doesn't work and that's not a matter of blaming it's just a, a different window with a different vision uh, not uh, so and, and right now it's the two visions there's a wall in between it's hard to to overlap pieces because of that particular vision and that's not a negative thing it's just a reality of what the EuroLeague wants to do. And on the other hand, the reality of what federations want and what FIBA thinks, which is uh, that national basketball teams, at the end of the day, will contribute to the global well-being of everybody, also of the clubs.
5: And, uh, we know that the situation there is a situation pending at the European Court. But I would like to know if there's also a diplomatic trade that we are following in the talks with your league.
3: As I said before, we, we've, we, we've had our door is open all the time. We don't have a problem with talking to whoever, whether it's Mr. Bertomeo or the club. We were, we're absolutely fine in having those conversations. But right now, it's not us that are blocking those conversations. We are open, but the EU does not want to have a conversation. It is avoiding the conversation with the European Commission. It is avoiding the conversation with us, because it has its plan and it wants to continue. Uh, and, and it is not interested in getting to a resolution of the thing because if you wanted to get to a resolution of this, of the of this particular problem of the calendar, or where you could have as it, well, it's about one double header and one weekend. It's it's not more. If one wants to be very pragmatic and uh, and look at the papers, it's one week, and one double header. So, I mean, that, that's what it is, and, and the EuroLeague has for 10 years expanded its calendar in, in, in totally unilaterally and independently in a way it thought it is best. So, the calendar is not the real issue. But that's not for me to... what the real issue is to say, that's for the EuroLeague to say. It's the will
4: to get to an understanding. Correct.
5: Has there any, uh, any time in, been an agreement on the table that has been called up?
3: Yes, uh, there's been several times over the past, 18 months. Uh, I don't want to say stupid, but I think there's been at least twice or so close. And both times the jury has called it off. Uh, for some, the major one, for some, yeah, we did, some referees couldn't referee in some competition, so we don't talk anymore to you. That was the official answer sent to us uh, and to the European Commission.
4: did FIBA offer
3: the EuroLeague last time? That's, um, I mean basically, the calendar was accepted by the EuroLeague, the windows were accepted, their, their intention to expand was accepted. There was a framework of how to divide the, the club competitions in Europe in a, in, a, in a pyramidal way so that we don't have necessarily four club competitions but just simply uh, regular three in a, in a, in a proper way. I mean, very normal things. Nothing, nothing unusual. I mean, uh, nothing really unusual. But uh, also because the, the European Commission was pushing very hard, and, and uh, nobody wanted really to get uh, in the cross fingers of the European Commission. But at the end, they decided no way. And then they wrote a letter that there will be nothing against uh, preventing the players to go. And uh, three months later, they present the calendar where they play in the same time. So. To our understanding, in Brussels, they're not exactly very happy with that behavior. But that's not us. I mean, we, we've been pretty much uh, we've been pretty much open. We uh, we were open since day one in 2011. The problem is, the the, the the we say we can devise the calendar together, but there was a permanent refusal. Say, we don't talk about windows. You can play from June 30 to September 30 every single day if you want. I was saying that's impossible. We we. Players need rest. They need holidays. We cannot have a March madness during the summer just because you need the nine months and then we take the three months when everybody's on the beach anyway and running around. That's ridiculous. It doesn't work for the players, for the teams, and for the spectators that want to go to the game. So we cannot have this. So there's been a permanent wall. On, on the topic so since you on minutes planning. ago that
5: the EuroLeague accepted the calendar?
3: Oh, then they accepted it in, the, in this process with the European Commission, they accepted it. They formally said, yes, it's fine, we don't debate this, we understand it's done, it's okay. Uh, the, you, see, you see yourself the result, the result is the calendar. Uh, so that's not something we've created as a false impression or so. They, they've said, yes, we accept it and they have created the calendar that they have created. So now the Euro Cup can stop, but the Euro League not. So there is a, there's a, there's a very clear uh, discrimination between clubs and players uh, done by the Euro League itself.
5: I think there must be a financial
3: side to this whole matter, right? It's very interesting. It has never come up. Never. <coughs> no, I, I, uh, we, we've, been, we've been, since day one, we've been saying, look, we're not football yet. Okay? We, we we are not. Uh? We were we're trying to, to 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 beat football in terms of popularity. We're trying to to make basketball the most popular sport. I think we're getting there. Uh, to be very to be very honest, we're getting there globally. Uh, uh, we're not commercially uh, as FIFA or UEFA. It, it's an obvious. Uh, the parallel doesn't work because we are in venues that you know what they are here or in Cluj or in, or in some clubs or in some clubs, okay, I, I leave that to uh, everyone and, and you see what the football stadium is so you have a, it's, it's a totally, and of course football has a different roots and history here than it has in the U.S. where basketball has, it's exactly the reverse so, uh, but I think we, 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 can, we can go to that area and we always said, look, we're ready to go to, down that football path just let us build the cake. Uh, if we can build the cake, we, we can also discuss about the cake. Uh, there is no. It's it's all about making the cake bigger, not. Uh, what about making the cake okay. bigger, but yeah. bigger for all, yeah. uh, and then yeah. we, it, it. and then it's easy to uh, start cutting uh, a cake. But if you want the cake only for you. And you don't want to leave anything to the rest. We have a little bit of difficulty. If you want the cake only for you, and you destroy all the domestic championships uh, in Europe because you're trying to take the value out of it, so that you can escape to the at the high level in, in marketing, that's a very clear strategy. Uh, it's a forward uh, walking and leave the rest behind and concentrate on the on the cherries. Uh, now, if the cherries then fail, you, that's a different story. But but. Uh,
5: I, I think this is the heart of the matter as far as I can understand, I mean, to make the cake bigger, correct, it has to mean that national team A versus national team B must be, must have more value than team, club team A versus club, club team B. Is that correct in terms of, I mean, That is correct,
3: that is correct, and but, but I, I would only add, because I know where the next point then will go that the, the value of having the country playing a country is...
5: A value is a value, uh, but... No, I, the, va- the value,
3: if you do it properly, from a national, a domestic, and with the help of the, of the media, rather than concentrating on the absent, you concentrate on, the, on those that are there, the value of having written here, Italia, is much higher than any club game. It is the same with the NBA. You can look at the the audiences on television for for NBA games versus the audiences of a national team game. Uh, Your country, you may may disagree that this is not the case, but I can tell you that across the world, there is no comparison. And it is not a matter of who is in the, of who is. It's not directly, there's a correlation, but it is not a direct impact on who is or who is not on a team. You're still playing. Make Brazil, Argentina with whoever you want. It's going to be much more than Flamengo versus uh, versus thing. In, in uh, even if Brazil today is where it is, which is uh, a different uh, topic, but uh, you're not going to you're not going to beat that.
5: Uh, you mentioned football, and in football, uh, major clubs uh, constantly talk about uh, leaving the UEFA, about creating their own uh, uh, competition, close competition. Uh, in basketball, clubs not only talk, but they have done it. Mm-hmm. So, what did FIBA what did FIFA did uh, wrong? Uh, why did it happen, and uh, what I can think you learn from UEFA?
3: I think the world changes. One, two. We are having the NBA. Football doesn't have an NBA. So, the the emulation and the the, the attempt to uh, to be close to a similar system as a closed league in the NBA is so strong that that's different. I think you will go to ice hockey, you will find very similar considerations in, uh, in, in the ice hockey environment, and that's very normal. It's part of our history, of our genes, to have closed leagues, and we have one there that everybody aspires to be the same, or at least to be in the same sort of, uh, of era. Have we done something wrong? 2000, 2001? Yes, we screwed up, but we did not only screw up. Those that decided to go in a certain way screwed up as well. I think that's that's part of the uh, of the of the of the life of of, of of a life of an international of an international federation or of, of a sport now. And so we we need to adjust. We cannot be building our future on a few clubs uh, that uh, that think that their future is only them. Uh, and That's we cannot do. Uh, the basketball, fortunately enough, is a global sport. It's played everywhere, and it will be like that for the next fifty years, whether or not the EuroLeague is successful or not.
2: I'd be kind of interested in knowing. It might be interesting for these guys to know as well. Um, I do more international than just European um, through your travels outside of Europe. You know, two two questions. One, what do Let's say Asia, Africa, the Americas. What do they think about the European issue, which is you know mainly this uh, Euroleague issue? That's the one. And the other one is what are some of the issues that those continents face?
3: Okay. They uh, they're tired of this topic. To make it very simple, they they, they you sit in boards where you have African, Asian, American. Say please leave us alone with Europe. I mean, Europe is Europe it's a mess and uh, please just bring it don't bring it over to us uh, that's basically the main they're not interested in i mean they're not interested they know they hear but uh, uh, they 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 it's hard for them to understand first of all uh, so uh, also because they are at a totally different level of development in terms of organizations um, and 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 there is difference from continent to continent. You cannot exactly. Uh, it, it's hard to create similar systems in certain area because they are extremely institutionalized. The structures depending very strongly from governments and and sports ministries. Uh, so to walk out of those is is a is a very complex uh, complex protocol wise, but also complex legally. So not so simple. But uh, but there are they are on one hand they are tired but on the other hand they are worried that something might happen in a similar way in their own region so they are trying to uh, be probably more aggressive in in tackling from the outset certain things when they happen and I don't mean by that in any way with sanctions or whatsoever just simply having a different relationship with clubs and leagues altogether. something that maybe we 20 years ago might have uh, maybe missed that uh, with the virage, how you say the, the, that corner? Uh, so they are trying to, to to tackle that from because they are at a different stage now. China is probably today even stronger than the Chinese basketball league is today stronger than the Euroleague. That is, it's commercially much much stronger. It's 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 far away from the NBA, but uh, the fact that players move and go there and are being paid well uh, is a signal that, uh, and that's going to grow because there is a very strong political. A push and pressure uh, to make that a very competitive league over time. So we're our main concern there is the technical level, and, and that but that's something that will uh, will come. We have now Yao Ming as president of the federation, and so we have uh, somebody that knows where he wants to go and what he wants to do. So I think the, the, the Asians are, I think have a have a view that basketball. I mean, basketball is the most popular sport in China. We forget table tennis or. Shadow or you know sh- shadow boxing or thing, which are typical Chinese. But to take sports that we know best, basketball is number one by far. Uh, well, be well above football. We are getting a lot of the new league that is now in Japan, totally new, revamped. Uh, suddenly has also a budget that is higher than the Euroleague, uh, Merging the two leagues. Moreover, they're there that that budget is over 50 million today so and it's working well it's working extremely well philippines is what they are sometimes a little disorganized but fanatic in basketball so they they are just they love the game so much that everything can happen there so in in a good sense but sometimes also not exactly in a good sense so there's a lot of popularity for our game in that area the merger between New Zealand and Australia with them will help the technical level to go up. We've seen Japan beat the women's Australia for the Asian Championship, but at the other hand we saw Australia with a team of future talents beating the men's, beating all the rest of the Asian teams, showing where the gap is, which is what we want to try to improve over the next windows and the things. You go to South America, I think the the American Cup uh, was done in a way that you have been playing in four countries, ending up in Argentina. I think that's a model like a little bit today, the Eurobasket to some extent. I think that's a better model, uh, easier to organize, easier to stimulate the fans to come and accompany their, their game. I think there are our biggest challenges that Brazil has lost its, has lost its, how you say, has lost the window. Uh, in a sense that they, 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 they're in... In, in huge difficulties, uh, they are. They have debts, and, and, and so forth, and the only thing that really works well is the league in Brazil. The league has an incredible deal with the NBA, and it works pretty well, so we are really considering today to, to to support much more the league than the National Federation, because at the end of the day, we need somebody that is able to work for basketball in the country. So And if it's the other one, well, we will go with the other one. We don't have a particular animosity towards the leagues, it's, it's just a matter that we want things to move forward. And, and, and then there is the economic condition, which in South America makes it always very hard to uh, to, to organize things well in advance uh, with some tranquility that it will happen uh, when you decide something and so But the passion for the game is still strong and, 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 and very good, and we see that we don 't think we will have any problem with the top level of the of the, of the country that will play in the qualifier Windows. We have more an issue with the next level, which which we want to try to, to grow, and we are not 100% sure how we can have smaller countries to really go through, like a Finland uh, in the Americas that could come up. Okay, we saw the Virgin Islands do some good results right now, and but that's not enough. We we need we need more, uh, and, and and Canada, uh, Canada and US are always a special case, but Canada has not yet reached that level we've we we fought in uh, ten years back that maybe by the World Cup in two thousand fourteen Canada would reach a level that they could start beating everybody if they wanted. We've seen now in the juniors it works, but in a the man there's not yet that kind of the click uh, to 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 be consistent sometimes they win sometimes they lose so, but the organization is getting there and I think that's something that is for us extremely valuable and good. so the last I leave Africa as last because Africa is uh, is a very exciting continent from basketball perspective. The talent that is there is just huge, but uh, the organization structure very, very complex. So that's the only continent also for the windows has a slightly, in the first round, more a tournament system rather than a home and away game system, if you know or not. But if you try to travel even between countries next to each other. Uh, you fly to Europe and then you go back, so that has a quick, uh, makes it a quick uh, problem, financially, time-wise, and everything. But the, the the interest of the African countries to want to play the windows is very, very high because they understood that this is the opportunity for them. That They can go talk with the mayor, with the minister, with the president and say, we need the facility, we need this, and we need this every four months. And, and that's a big plus. Uh, it's going to be challenging, I have to admit that that's uh, not a very, a very simple. And so now all of them, in terms of Europe, as I said, hire to listen, worried that things might happen. And and when things are less structured, you always have a private promoter that could come up with some millions and try to organize something and and get... But they so far, every one of them have this relatively pretty much under control, but in a positive control trying to develop solutions. In South America, we're discussing how to have a basketball Champions League with the leagues of Argentina, Brazil, and Mexico in a totally revamped model for next year. In in East Asia, with Japan, Korea, and Australia, and China, we're trying to do exactly the same. And and there's a strong willingness to do that in a coordinated environment without disrupting national teams, without disrupting national domestic championships. So we're, we're probably at the stage where we were in 96, 97, 98, 2000, there, I mean, they're modern now. I mean, if you go to China, you don't, you 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 end up in Guangzhou. You think you're in New York, yeah. and it's not. But from the organizational perspective, so we have a chance to to somehow build it up with all the knowledge of the mistakes we've done in Europe. I and mean, it
4: does that. basket always going to be in September, uh, or any chance you might think about moving it back to June?
3: we I mean that's I think that's open. I, I, I I'm, I'm it, they, they, I haven't gotten too much, and I, that's maybe a question to ask more to Camille and to and to see whether the feedback is so bad for September or not. There's been a request from the I know in those main, in those same discussions a few years ago, and it's already a few years ago with, with the Euroleague. There's been discussions whether the World Cup or Eurobasket could be rather June than in September. And and we've said why not? But we need to make sure that the NBA comes. Because that's really the yeah, that's moment the when you know the qualifiers is okay. I mean Federer doesn't play all the Copa Davis, all the Davis Cups, but if he gets to final, he comes. So I mean, and but and when it's the finals, we have an agreement with the NBA that they're there. So if we start to put the final also in a place where, where 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 they might not be coming, which is before 30 June, because they are still under, it's there's more risks for that. So at the end, we, we said that's a little bit of a hard one. And then when you enter July. You start to get into a totally different environment, atmosphere. Players are well, even we we're all exhausted. First of July, it's time to it's time to so. But but it's it's not a closed uh, debate in itself. We have to see uh, where when 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 it is. I think we to move the World Cup in the non FIFA World Cup year is already a big thing. Uh, I think what what people don't understand realize here is that. Weakening the national teams for qualifying for the World Cups in effect means that you are weakening your chance to qualify for the Olympic Games because the qualification for the Olympic Games will come straight from the World Cup. So, uh, whatever happens now, November, June, uh, is in fact affecting already the qualification for the Olympic Games, uh, and that's uh, something that uh, is uh, is of concern to sports ministries, Olympic committees, and national federations because that's that's really something that people. The main thing. Like to, like to go.
5: Do you have, uh, do you, did you get any feedback from your IOC colleagues about this topic?
3: Well, I mean, yes, we we discuss with the IOC, but not only with the IOC, we discuss with football, with, with handball, uh, ice hockey is a little bit different. We discuss different topics with ice hockey, uh, but we do discuss with them, and they have, you know, IMG has, has done the same. They've approached handball clubs, and they've tried to disrupt the whole handball. Uh, federation in the same way as they've done with, uh, with, uh, with basketball back uh, like at the time they they haven't succeeded the clubs have decided not to move away uh, so there is a there is a there is a there's a there's a very obsessive uh, attempt to to, to create a, a parallel world dominated by a few and then and, and by some commercial some commercial partners uh, so of course we discuss with them. We exchange. We we see. We exchange on what happens in Brussels. We exchange on, on 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 what happens on the ground, and then we we try to learn. Now we are in the forefront. But I think, as you remember, the discussions for those that were there, 17, 18 years ago, uh, those that were leading the discussions were also football owners who were at the same time pressuring UEFA, uh, walking out or walking in. So using basketball as a as a, as a rabbit. Uh, and showing sure, that well if we can do it there, we can do it here as well. be careful so because the main business at the end of the day for these main owners is still football because football is financing basketball in some of the cases so uh, and 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 I think that that should not be forgotten as a, as a tool now We happen to to have had our 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 share of uh, of weaknesses back at the time, but I think that today we we we, we may agree or disagree on the decisions we take, but we don't have those weaknesses anymore. We know where we want to go. We see the window and we and we see the window in a, like we see this window there with blue light and, and, and a good light for basketball. With all the difficulties that could still be there, but in the overall scheme of an organization of 80 years, uh, almost 90 years old, that's a, a little comma in the history. Any, any chance? Sorry? Just go ahead. Go ahead. If we can go back to the new I think another important point is about reducing the players'
5: workload. Correct. And I spoke with a lot of national team players
0: from Lithuania's side. Then I explained that the number of
3: the games stays the same, but the practice time reduced by almost quarter of a four-year cycle, they love it. They love it, but
5: many of them were not aware about it. Don't you think that FIFA players' uh,
3: commission should be made more proactive in that case? I, I think De and others of Van der Spiegel. Okay, Van der Spiegel now has a different role, but but they've been talking to players on a, on a regular basis. But you are right that the the, the the change is the change has a has a has a vision where it is to reduce the to to increase the development of the sport. And of course, when you are here. You're not expecting the same margin of increase when you are Europe. So, you're expecting the major growth to come elsewhere than Europe. Uh, at the same time, however, it is also about trying to make the players more comfortable, because. We we were seeing that less and less were inclined to play every single summer, and, and some of the players have done it. And I have to, we, are, we are extremely uh, thankful to them, as are some of the national Federation. Where well, for 20 years you've seen players every single summer play, uh, and, and at some point they say, "Please, this summer I'm everything hurts. I have to go to the sound after, uh, not to the sound, to the cold water after the after the game because I cannot anymore." So uh, I think that's that's uh, so. This this reduction in workload has been a very critical element of, of it. It's the same number of games, as you say, and it's 26% work less workload throughout a cycle. Uh, There still are coaches that are not happy with that because they like to have long preparation period and so forth. And then our view is that if you combine the the work that players do with the clubs, with smart preparation for the windows in particular, there is no need for lengthy uh, months of preparation. There is only one issue which is more from a national federation side, not from the players, is they say, well, we have, a, we have a shorter preparation period, we have less time for friendly games, and friendly games are resource-making, are revenue-making for the federation. So that's really the only element of a little, which has or may or may not have an impact uh, on, on the federation itself and where we have received some, some negative feedback to some extent where they say, wow, well, how do I do my national? Because we said we will not support it. If you do out of those preparation window, you want the players for your friendly games, we will not support it because that's we will it's your, it must be free voluntary uh, participation by the athletes but it's not going to be a mandatory participation uh, but with the with the regularity of the windows we think that and the the the, the, the elements we have in our hands suggest that the federations are not losing there will be they have other opportunities to make up for the lost income in theory of friendly games but
5: can you re- can you remind? There will be four weeks of, of preparation for major tournament. You have
3: you we have cases where where, where, where where coaches were training them for eight weeks in a row, like if you are the army. I, I, and I'm not going to quote where and what, uh, but, but uh, and now it's 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 reduced to the to the to, is it four weeks? Four weeks. Four weeks yes. now it's reduced to four weeks, and that's it. And it's even shorter when it's during the club season. So.
5: Any chance of CIO taking into consideration the idea of widening the field for the Olympic Games
3: from 12
5: to 16 20 24 whatever
3: I think we bet we, we, we're, we've been asking this for three Olympic Games in a row and the, and the, 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 the IOC's intent is say look I mean this for us does not bring an added value maybe for the basketball family for sure. But for the IOC at the Olympic Games, this brings simply more athletes, more quotas, more costs, more time uh, that you need to Well, More time, we disagree. Because we said if we were 16 groups, you played much better than a 12 group. In team sports, we all know that. (laughs) The history is slightly different in, 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 in the IOC on that particular topic. So we're not asking it anymore. And we're not asking it anymore because we have clearly set our goal to make the World Cup our major event the Olympics is the cherry on the cake. And it, is, it has a different value. It has a different value in the heart. It has a different value in the mind of the people. When, when David Stern in London said, I'm gonna bring under-23 to work, of Bran came out, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go to the Olympic <laughs> Games. So, uh, so there is a different value in, 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 in that sense. And, and we will deal with 12. We, 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 we're happy with 12. We have included now on top of this, we're the only sport that has get, gotten an increase in, in athletes for the 2020 by being able to add three on three players. Uh, every other sport had to compromise something. If they wanted something new, they had to take out from other disciplines, so uh, we're the only one that there is a plus in terms of number of, because we we think that in the same perspective as I was telling you before that we're trying to grow the base with this system and having more active countries participating in the system, the three and three will allow us to have an even larger ground of participants that can come up internationally and internationally play and we see now with the decision that was done in June by yeah you see that there's a lot of positive pickup by uh, countries and then think to concentrate on that and and you see Yao Ming as an example in discussion last week in, 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 in China was I said Shai, I need a medal in 3-on-3 three three. because there is a chance for everybody it's not so simple huh? because the game is totally different and it's going to be a challenge and we still have not enough teams uh, as we would love to have, but 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 now there's a, there's a, it's it's certain an ability for countries that are smart to get pretty fast up uh, if they want and suddenly get and if you get a medal in three and three or you participate the Olympic Games, your funding system in your country changes automatically and it helps you to promote more immediately with new resources.
4: Isn't it a shame that best
5: referees uh, don't work? In-
3: That's uh, your assessment that the best referees don't work. uh, I'm I'm, 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 I'm responding. That's your assessment that the best referees don't work. I think that uh, the the criticism that we hear on the referees in 2017 are not different from the criticism that I have heard and gone through at the Eurobasket 2015, where, if I use your definition of best, the best were there. Uh, so i think that's a topic that uh, that everybody likes to uh, likes to complain and uh, referees are human beings as much as the player misses his free throws a referee may miss his call uh, that's uh, unfortunate uh, for both uh, but i don't think that we have to be absolutely ashamed from the performances of the referees that we see here and uh, we are very happy with what we see and we are also there working on creating a new young pool of referees that is coming up and is working very hard and is available in the summer But is also available in November then in February and 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 we want to build them up So we and we want to build them up as one team now, of course We are also mixing continents having referees from other continents. That's uh, not exactly always easy uh, but that's part of the overall process that at the end of the day we'd like every continent to be able to lift the level of of the referees and you can only do them if you put them on the ground where the the game is strong and certainly the game is strong here and that also creates some people have a different way of looking at the game if you're coming from the Americas versus if you're coming from Europe but European referees have been regular in Asia and, and, and have been calling Asia Cups and things like this on a regular basis so I think that's also part of this uh, of this expansion of skills across across the globe and across the continent.
4: Football moves uh, with the speed of a glacier when it comes to changing rules, technology. Basketball has always been on the forefront yes. with the changes. Do you foresee anything new coming in technology-wise?
3: Uh, uh, technology-wise, I think that I mean. I, I i i i like i love the hawkeye in tennis and the use of the challenges that's that's an, but in basketball that's uh, we we do have that moment when you can go now and and look at the viewers, but i think that that's a difficult one to go beyond beyond that because I cannot challenge a call of a referee. It's a call of a referee, and uh, you cannot challenge that in that sense, but you can challenge if he's on the line or not. That's a very objective thing. Uh, if Hopefully, all the 15 cameras get you the right spot. That's feasible now. From that perspective, I think that one is, is gone, not for our sport to, to make it uh, to... to. Uh, others, I think that from a technology... I, I think we are, we're seeing that in... in I, I think we were not courageous enough when we moved the three-point line. We should have moved it straight to the NBA side right away, but there was a lot of fear about youth women's basketball across the globe. Uh, so not not just Europe. It's really in in every other country in particular that and that it would deform the shooting of the kids and everything. So we, we have anyway. I think we were not courageous enough. It, it should have been done, and, and that's that's one maybe thing that might be on the table uh, again. Uh, and and the other one is probably that we, we start to have uh, we start to have a small field for for our ten players. So, uh, but that's also a complicated one. Now it's so I think in, in my humble opinion I think that the, the, on the on the side it should be it should be a little bit wider. Uh, even 50 centimeters on each side would already make a difference. I think. Uh, that. But other than that, I think uh, you know. We're we're probably more innovative in 3 on 3, because 3 on 3, as you know, is a for us, it's an individual game played in a team, so we have rankings uh, for players, like an ATP player or a chess player gets a ranking by playing, and the sum of the points of each player from a country gives you the ranking of the country, and then you can go to the Olympic Games or to the World Championship. So I think there, technology is extremely... Is is at the forefront. Is at the forefront of of how to bring the 3 on 3 community together in, in basketball. Maybe less. I think the ball will, will improve more and more. There will be maybe GPS location systems that allow you to to be more, performant or help more in biomechanics. This is going on behind the scenes, but it's less. 's say visible for the frame. Uh, yeah, and then we don't need a goal uh, keeping line in terms of uh, football, uh, so that's not necessary i mean we we see when the ball goes through or not uh, so, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> no I mean but uh, our sport does you yeah. know and, and and we learn i mean we we, we have the uh, we see now that um, where there is money <laughs> the floors uh, there are the glass floors where you can actually have the uh, which are illuminated on the floor on the below uh, and i think that's something that we will we are currently considering and it certainly we will approve in terms of uh, a system uh, homologated system but that's going to be far away from being uh, replicable because this is very expensive, expensive. Yeah. this is a very expensive yeah. floor but the, 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 the NBA has been using it, the, the Japanese League of which I was talking to you has used it in their All-Star game and it makes an incredible feeling on, the, on, the, on the, if you are in the venue and you see this. Right? Or, you know, the purists then still say yes, but okay, when, when suddenly you are dribbling and you have something going there, yeah. <laughs> you, is the player affected? So I mean that's still something that... Uh, you know, so <laughs> gonna take some time, but it's very expensive. So, I think that's one. Uh, then, I think the lights around uh, these are simple things that have that are already there. So, not much really more from that perspective.
5: Can I make an off topic? Because uh, yesterday, uh, as you are, or as well, member of the IOC, uh, Carlos Duzman was arrested. Uh, are we facing uh, a new situation like the one that affected the, the Salt Lake City games? So, the allegation is that they.
3: Votes for, uh, to, to, to let Rio uh, win the, the race for the Olympic Games? I, I read the news as everybody else, and I think the IOC made its comment that it is following very closely. It's participating as a, as a parte civile, or how are you saying, the French investigations against the, the former IAAF president and his son. And I'm sure that in the same way it will participate in the very same way in the, in the real investigation. But I mean, more than that, I'm, I mean, we're, I think it's the, it's certainly in everybody's interest that this is getting very clear and, and solved very fast. And know exactly what is what has happened and what has not happened. We'll see. I think the same is you know the, the Hickey story or the other story for Patrick Hickey has been going on also for, for for a long time, and we're still not seeing the end of it. So. Uh, uh, rather sooner than later it's better to come to some sort of conclusion with clear with clear messages right now. It's a procedure that is going on and I'm sure the IOC is following it very closely.
0: How do you see the organization here in the payments hosting
3: compared to the other group? And- I, I, I think the, the, it, it's nice to be here with the Eurobasket. Um, the Israeli Federation has been keen on on, on several occasions to try to host uh, to host the event, and and there's always been a little bit of a of a of a, of a difficulty to 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 mm, I think from the from those that vote. i not mean, it's not me, so but I mean kind of the feeling. Well, should we come? Should we not come to Israel? And and I think the the Israelis have proven that. Uh, they have proven with what they are doing here that it was a it was a wise decision to come and to and to uh, and to have it, and I think to have it here in Tel Aviv. I mean, besides the venue, we know it since 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 many years. I mean, it's kind of, it's the home of basketball to some extent. So uh, uh, and and they've done a great job. The, the games are full when when uh, when 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 Israel when Israel plays. Now, of course, yesterday evening on the court you know things are decided on the court and that, and that happens to everyone uh, but i think that there is a good it, it's 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 a good it was a it was a wise decision a good decision i think the organisation was very good now you know there's always things that can be improved but everywhere so but i i will i would say that uh, i think today we can be very happy with what israel did and what they did for 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 uh, for, uh, for this event uh, and we certainly look forward to continue. They had a great national team, and, and 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 it is good to start working in that way because November is behind the door. Thank you. Grazie a voi.
2: Okay. Um, yes. Nice. A lot of nice. Lot of lot of interesting things in there. You know, like I mentioned before. You know, it's, the rest of the world is sick of this. Uh, this. Um, brouhaha, I guess let's call it that, uh, between FIBA and Euroleague. Um, And uh, so this is uh, just, I wanted to get that out to you. I, I like to try to uh, pass along the, the audio that I do get uh, from interviews that I do. So um, uh, that's it. That's the, uh, that's the full discussion that we had. Um, and it was pretty cool that, um, that he was there to, to talk to us about uh, those issues. Um, all right, so that's gonna be the show this week. Um, again, I know I've mentioned it already a couple times. NBA and uh, a- NBA next week, maybe early, but but probably focus more on the NBA. Uh, so I'll let you. Last thing to let you know is what you're going to be listening to. Uh, the song is called um, "You Lost on the Price is Right." You lost on Price is Right, and the band is. Cassette tape bandits. Uh, we have I have had uh, a song from them in the past. Spot rockers. Uh, it's available on freemusicarchive.org. You lost on prices right. Um, uh, pretty pretty fun show. Uh, so with that, uh, enjoy the uh, beginning of the Euroleague. Be- enjoy the beginning of the NBA. Uh, and we will talk to you next week. Um, one day into the NBA season uh hope you don't hold it against me on that one but uh you know life life can get by life can get 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 kind of crazy at times pretty quickly so uh just have had uh crazy things going on and and just spending uh too many nights uh too many evenings going to bed early to wake up in the, uh, in the middle of the night to watch baseball um it's just uh, the way it is so again uh, you lost on prices right nice little tale about the uh, the game show back in the United States enjoy it and we'll talk to you next week
1: Johnny Olson was calling my name. He said,
0: Come on down and get your ass in the game. So I didn't flip the lid of Bob Barker with my bed. That was so far off the price that he said, Sorry kid, you're over by a million. How you get into the building? Must be Olympic special, not physical but mental. To think this price a Roni, the San Francisco treat. It's made of gold and diamonds to so get yeah, the price so steep. Then beat the beef out this beeping studio. Was the last thing I heard before security so he throw me out on the street, but I'll be back in a week. Cause the rate didn't spike then. They needed a the freak. My viral net clip was bound for part two How I made it to the showcase so down, no clue I was stinking with Plinko, started letting roll Easy as one, two, three, just wasn't though Thirty seconds of bonkers, left my score paddle, Gave my digits to the barkers. beauties and they tattled Bob made a quip on the spade and knew the tip Then a neutral forward pose beside the gang of shit That I had to come up with A cash value total for a Hugo net set And two nights at a hotel somewhere in London i you, you're not betting So I made my bed, man I you bullshitting now, I'm getting the boot, I'm not getting the loot. The horn pitched down and they told me to scoot. Don't never come back, there's no home game either. I tired the the expertise, the mouth breather. To punctuate the dumbest dude, to date on the bites is right. I'm not home, but my lights. I'll shorten up the grid, yeah, my guesses were horrific. 20 grand for a pack of gum, to be specific. I don't know what the
1: See, Doc, I guess you're the next contestant How much you wanna bid on this decongestant? Is that a 20-pack? Uh, 19.99? I buy the shit at home, so I think my bid is fine The bitch next to me says, $20, Drew I'll shake her in the parking lot when the show is through Actual retail price is $7.80 So I won't get a shot at that brand new Mercedes Contestant row, and now I'm biding my time The next item's up, but the bids are kinda high Now's my chance to be the top shot caller I lean into the mic and say, what?
0: Dollar.
1: Throwing up the bid like a damn Hail Mary Run up on the stage, give that to Drew Carey What's it gonna be now? one or 102? Squeeze play, secret X, maybe switcheroo? Drew says test your luck and pass the buck I say man, I'd rather putt you what the fuck? The buck was passed And my luck had stalled Up against the wall, bro I lost it all Wasn't gonna last Yo, my time had passed And now the indignity of the Hornblast uh. Man is gone yeah. Yeah. Out you know of here, man is gone. Out of here, man is gone. Yeah. Yo, uh, you lost like wow. the price right. Sh- mm-hmm. is right, son. Out of here, man is gone. The price
0: is wrong, bitch.
3: Hi, this is Patrick Baumann, Secretary General of FIBA, and you're listening to Taking the Charge. Enjoy.